Hey, what's going on, everybody? Back again, back again. Week four gone, week five coming up. And yeah, we're getting back at it here with the Fantasy Football Chambers. How's everybody doing? So I am here, per usual. Uh, unfortunately, Dennis could not make it again this week, but we do have a special guest star. Hey, Matt, what's going on? Hey, guys. What's going on? So we have Matt the Bat Peterson. Uh, he's never played baseball, so I'm not sure how he got that nickname, but don't ask, don't tell, right? I mean, probably has something to do with hot dogs, but... <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yeah, we're uh, we're going to get right into it. Uh, Matt, Matt actually... I'm a co-manager with him in a another league outside of outside of the primary league that Dennis and I usually talk about. But uh, who knows, Matt? Maybe we can talk about our team in that league a little bit. It's a two-keeper league. Uh, it's my first year. Matt invited me in to co-manage with him. We're we're doing pretty well so far. But we're gonna get we're gonna get right into everything. Everything per usual. Our league details. We're gonna get into news, injuries. A lot of fun stuff. We got a new segment or two we're going to talk about, but we mentioned it last week uh, to kick off every show. Um, actually, before I even get into the the fun fact of the week, uh, I should mention, I know this broadcast is coming a little bit late this week. Uh, reason for that, Matt and I are actually in a band and we actually ended up playing out Wednesday night. We actually didn't hit the stage until about midnight. So by the time we got home, it was like between two, three in the morning. I had to wake up for work at like five something a.m. Long story short. By Thursday night, I was junk. I didn't even watch the Thursday night game. Had to catch recaps after the fact. But we will talk about that Thursday night game in a little bit. But, yeah, you're getting a Saturday night special with uh, with Matt and myself. So, you know, strap in, get ready, and uh, it's going to be a good one. So let's get right into the fun fact of the week. So it is it is in relation to the Atlanta Falcons. So here's the stat of the week. So Calvin Ridley has six touchdowns on his last 19 targets in the NFL. Julio Jones has zero touchdowns in his last 93 targets. I mean, that's that's a pretty staggering stat when I know a, a lot of people make mention of Julio Jones and he always gets targets, but he is not targeted in the red zone, or if he is, he just can't convert touchdowns. And Calvin Ridley's been the exact opposite. He's just been on fire. And, I mean, he's really moved into that number two position at wide receiver over Mohamed Sanu in the Atlanta offense. And, I mean, Matt Ryan is really getting the benefit. I mean, he's he's playing amazing right now. He looks like he's having that 2016 MVP caliber season due in part to Calvin Ridley. Everything you hear from Julio Jones is that, you know, he, he doesn't care that he's not being targeted in the red zone, that he's not getting touchdowns. His only his only concern is that the team wins. So he seems like not a selfish wide receiver, but as a fantasy player and as Julio Jones owners out there, obviously you want to see those touchdowns. And I think they'll come. I think with, I mean, Matt, correct me if I'm wrong, with Calvin Ridley doing what he's doing, I mean, it's going to open up some opportunities for Julio going forward. I mean, like, it that, that would make sense. We'll yeah. see. It just depends on like how that opens up, and, and if like I guess if people like if they double Ridley, maybe. well, that's that's but the bad. Like, that's it, the... it's just concerning because like Julio said, big he should be getting those touchdowns. Yeah, and I think that's the you know Julio is an athletic freak of nature, 
And, I mean, Ridley's no slouch either. I mean, he was first-round draft pick. He has incredible talent. And I'm hoping that this opens things up for Julio going forward. I mean, because you can't double cover both of them. You can't do it. Especially with, they've got DeFonta Freeman back this week, so their running game should pick up. I know Tevin Coleman was getting the majority of the load with a little bit of Ito Smith thrown in, but yeah, I think uh, I think Devonta Freeman coming back is going to open things up even more. Not to mention the matchup this week against the Steelers, who that's going to be... And Atlanta's always been streaky, so yeah. we might get like three touchdowns next weekend. So I sure hope so, because I'm running them, <laughs> running them in my other league, so that'd be great. Please do it, Julio. So let's do a quick league recap. We're not going to get into particular players going in matchups. We more so just want to talk about the state of the league right now. So uh, my matchup against Dennis last week, so Dark Knight against Brady's your daddy. Uh, Dennis trounced me, and I was kind of expecting it. You know, he's got a very, very good team. My team has not been up to snuff, but the good part is I'm finally starting to get some people that are starting to perform. So I made a few moves this week with some trades, so we'll get into that in a little bit. But Dennis got the win. Moving on to Larry Legend and Rocky Balboa, so Kyle versus Nick. Uh, Kyle, biggest score of the week, 194 points, put up. Great, great. Just everybody on his team pretty much showed up. And yeah, yeah, vice versa for Nick. I mean, put up 115. So, you know, in this league, unfortunately, with some of these powerhouse teams, it's not going to get it done on a weekly basis. Uh, Moving on to Mean Machine and the Chiefs. So... Again, father-son matchup, and unfortunately, yeah, Dave got grounded on this one because his dad took it to him, uh, 139 to 113. And yeah, Phil's team Phil's team definitely looks great. They're definitely one of the upper echelon teams in the league. And speaking of upper echelon teams, the next matchup, big cap and the big blue line. Great, great. I mean, this was a matchup of the week. You know, Johnny's team putting up 153 points. You have, um, <clears throat> you know, Dave's team, Dave G, putting up 171 points. So, yeah, I mean, you can't, both teams, both teams played great. And if both teams had other opponents this week, they probably would have won. Both would have won. Uh, finishing up with the Nature Boy and Alvin and the Chipmunks. So, Paul versus Liz. Liz, I noticed you changed your team name. <laughs> Pretty awesome. And Liz got the win. You know, Liz got the win. So, and again, she's got Todd Gurley. I'm, I'm sorry. She's got Alvin Kamara going. I want to say Todd Gurley because she formerly, formerly was Gurley's Gone Wild. But now appropriately Alvin and the Chipmunks. So, yep, Kamara keeps doing Kamara things. And great to have a player like that on your team. Paul, I mean, you still had you still had a great point total. Just, uh, just not enough to get by Liz. So, looking at the current league standings. Uh, currently right now we have one, two, three, four, five. We have five teams at three and one records. So it's essentially a five way tie for first place, but you know, obviously the points for differential is significantly in the favor of John. I mean, he's pushing almost 700 points on the season to put it in perspective. I'm dead last. I'm the anchor of the league. I'm just over 400 points. So John almost has 300 more points than my team. So yeah, that kind of puts it in perspective. Following that up, we've got Alvin and the Chipmunks, Liz, smack dab in the middle there at 2-2. Two and two. 
And then the remainder of the league, you know, all one and three. Nature Boy, Mean Machine, Rocky Balboa. So being this early in the season, we have no one that's undefeated yet. It's still anybody's game. Even some of those teams that are one and three or myself, 0 and four. You know, make moves. Keep active. You can make your way back. And Matt, I'm sure you can attest to that. I'm sure you've I'm sure you've seen plenty of teams that have been down on their luck that have put a put a run together. Yeah, it's still super early in the season. Is there a player like last week that you were super surprised by as far as like a point total? Uh last week? Yeah. I mean off the top of my head. I mean, I'd have to say I mean Derek Carr. Derek Carr had a great game for the Raiders. Um, he put up a bunch of points, and it was nice to see him kind of break out. He's been, you know, he's kind of been out of that QB1 territory for quite some time, and he's finally finding a rapport with Jordy Nelson, and it's starting to show. I mean, you've got Marshawn Lynch, who's been great in the running game, so that offense is actually starting to click a little bit. And they have a new coaching staff, so it was going to take a second for like him to get comfortable with like their new offense. Yeah, so, yeah. Like, so he I mean, might be on the uptick. Yeah. So Carr surprised me. He had a he had a very very good game. So I'll be curious to see if that continues going forward, and if the Raiders can kind of keep doing what they're doing. But I would not be surprised. So moving on from the league standings, uh, let's talk about our league trades a little bit. And it was an active week. It was an active week for trades, had a lot going on. So let's go back to, so we had uh, Tariq Cohen on his bye week, uh, was actually traded to Rocky Balboa and Nick, and Nick gave up Mike Williams, so Chargers wide receiver, uh, going over to the big cap, Johnny's team. So, I mean, I think Nick was banking on, you know, there was that huge game from Tariq Cohen, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. Uh, where he just dominated touches over Jordan Howard, and he put up insane amount of points in PPR. And Mike Williams, I mean, he's been he's been great. I mean, the the entire Chargers offense has been terrific. Uh, Keenan Allen, Keenan Allen's had a few down games. I think he's going to bounce back. The targets are still there, but you know, Mike Williams, he's been getting his. So yeah, I think it was a pretty pretty even sided trade for both. And Again, uh, looking, Nick Nick staying very active on the, the trades here. So we had um, Nick trading away Quincy Inunua to the big blue line. And Nick actually picked up Naeem Himes, which, you know, I like it. I like it. Nick's, Nick's, got some, Nick's got some depth at wide receiver to give up Inunua. And he picked up somebody like Hines, who he's been great for the Colts. And especially in a full PPR league, Hines has caught a ton of balls. And I know Nick's mindset was going into that Patriots game, you know, get Hines in his lineup. And we're going to talk about the injuries a little bit later, but, you know, with what the Colts sustained, you know, Hines, Hines was definitely going to see a lot of targets. And he had, he didn't have quite the game I thought he was going to, but it was still a respectable game in PPR. It was fine. And yeah, I again, very, very even 50-50 trade. So... Um, speaking of 50-50 trades, this this trade in particular was was a bit more maybe 60-40 in my opinion. But I know you know every trade is subjective to you never know you really never do know. But so uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks, Liz, she gave up Deshaun Watson and Joe Mixon 
to Dave, Mean Machine. So Mean Machine got Deshaun Watson and Joe Mixon, and Dave gave up Alshon Jeffrey and Sammy Watkins, who Liz ended up getting. So I think Dave may have slightly made out on this a little bit better. It's still too early to tell. Um, I mean, Alshon has looked good. Sammy Watkins is banged up at the moment. And he's always banged up. Yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of the problem. I mean, and the flip side of that, you know, with Dave getting Joe Mixon, I mean, it, they're, they're still saying he may be on a snap count, Joe Mixon, because he is coming back from that injury. But it, it was just a bone chip in the knee that they took out. Everybody's saying he's going to be 100% ready to go. And he looked incredible to start the season. So, I mean, he's... Joe Mixon's going to be the guy. He's going to be the guy going forward. So, I mean, to get to get a potentially running back one out of that trade is great. And, you know, Deshaun Watson, we all know what he did last year. He's starting to heat it up a little bit. So, I think the trade was a little bit in Dave's favor. But, you know, we don't know. Who knows? Alshon and Sammy could start going off. And Mixon, who knows, could bust. But it's a fun thing about fantasy. You know, what what we perceive as is, is one way may not be the case. So... And lastly, uh, myself, I got a trade done this week, and that was out of necessity. When you're 0-4, I mean, I'm of the mindset, I'm not giving up. I'm not giving up. I'm going to fight back. I'm going to stay active on waivers, free agency, try to make trades to make my team better. And I'm not looking to sell. I'm looking to buy. So I may be 0-4. I'm not giving up all my best players for pennies on the dollar. I'm going to get out there make my trade offers and try to think two things that make sense to get wins. And this week, this potentially may have been something that could help me get my first win. I gave up Alex Collins, who, you know, he is a starting running back. He's a starting running back for Baltimore, but he's in a timeshare with Buck Allen. He's had fumbling issues. So we'll have to wait and see if he fixes that because I think he is a great running back. And I, in return, I got Eric Ebron. I started him this week, and we'll talk about it in a little bit, but we all know what Ebron did Thursday night. So very, uh, very happy that trade worked out in my favor, but in reality, it could work out in both our favors. You know, if Alex Collins gets to work and starts getting the goal line carries, fixes the fumbling issues, he could be a terrific running back going forward. But yeah, like uh, like I said, you got to do what you got to do, and I... I I needed a tight end. I needed a tight end with Trey Burton on by, and luckily Ebron fit the bill. So with that being said, let's get into some news, injuries, and all that fun stuff. Speaking of Thursday Night Football, great game. Great game if you're a Patriots fan. And, yeah, I, I guess mean, defense still sucks. Yeah, they'll get better. They'll get better. They always do. Will they? They will. They will. They'll, they'll, get, they'll get it together. The Patriots defense always starts slow. By the end of the season, they, they figure it out. So, not too concerned. But, yeah, Patriots 38, Colts 24. And I mean, one of the one of the biggest stories to me this game was, I mean, it happened. Flash. Ah. 
Josh Gordon, four targets, two receptions, got a touchdown. And yeah, I mean, he looked he looked awesome. Once again, he's only getting that roughly 20% of snaps uh, when, when you're looking at the game. But things are trending in the right direction for Josh Gordon. I mean... You can see Tom Brady's trust in him is going up every game now. Every It's just for him to throw that ball. Josh Gordon just made two defenders look silly on that reception in the end zone. So you know Brady's got to love that. And Brady's biggest thing is trust. You know how Brady operates. He's going to throw it to the guy that he trusts. And in this same game, you know, Chris Hogan resulted in a, you know, he lost, he lost the ball and it was an interception. So I think Hogan's trending down. Josh Gordon's trending up. And I think as the season progresses and Gordon's getting to know the playbook more, they're getting him more involved, Josh Gordon could turn into a monster on this offense. I mean, do you agree, Matt? Yeah, as long as they close the bars like 10 before the game's <laughs> over. <laughs> no, he looked really good. And to quote Zolak, like it was sexy. Oh, yeah. Um, I think it's only going to get better from him. Yeah, yeah, and you know, the nice thing about Gordon is athletically, just straight-out athletic talent. I mean, Josh Gordon is by far the best wide receiver now on the Patriots. Yeah, like Strictly athletic ability-wise. He's ability in the Calvin Johnson, like A.J. Green territory as far as like athletic ability goes and whatnot. So once they get him up to speed, and I think he'll be amazing. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the sky, the sky is the limit, and it makes the other players better. Because you know you can't, you cannot leave one defender on Josh Gordon when he's on the field. You can't do it. And Edelman coming back, it like makes a huge difference. Oh God, yeah. Like it opens it up for him so much more. Yeah, you've got Edelman running the slot. I mean, Gordon, Gordon's just a burner. He's just going to be heading downfield, and it's and Gronk's going to do what Gronk does. And hopefully now with these two, Gronk can finally stop seeing that double, triple, quadruple coverage that he's been running into that's been limiting him. So I think uh, I think Gronk's stock is going to win going to really improve as well. But speaking of this game, I mean, Brady Brady had a great game. Andrew Luck had a great game. I mean, essentially, somewhat garbage time. It was a come from behind, but if you're starting Andrew Luck in fantasy, you, you can't be disappointed. Great game. Uh, both Patriots running backs, James White, Sony Michelle, great, great games. I mean, Sony Michelle should have had a better game. He had one one touchdown called back that you know, if Belichick, if Belichick had challenged that, it would have been a touchdown, but it got called back. But still, he had a fine game, and James White's just a PPR monster right now. If you're any kind of half-point or full-point PPR league, I mean, if this trend continues, James White is going to finish the season as a running back one in PPR formats, which, hey, if you picked him up in advance in anticipation of all this, then good for you. Good for you. I think uh, I know Paul's running them in our league, so Paulie was a good pickup, man. Uh, and yeah, yeah. And I think I think the story of the game, at least fantasy wise, was was Eric Ebron, especially in this tight end landscape right now. I mean, fifteen targets for nine receptions, one hundred and five yards, two touchdowns. I mean, one of those touchdowns was a garbage time garbage time touchdown right at the end of the game, but doesn't matter. We still get points off those, so. Yeah, yeah, with with Jack Doyle, you know, out of the mix, with T.Y. Hilton out of the mix, Ebron's getting the work. And 
even with Doyle earlier in the season, Ebron's been getting it done. I mean, I'll quickly go over our, uh, we're a full point PPR league. So I'll very quickly go over his scoring weeks one through five, but week one. Did you see Ebron coming or like that was just a little bit of luck too? No, I, obviously there's a little bit of luck involved, but I 100% saw Ebron going off in this game. With no, the second I saw no T.Y. Hilton and no Jack Doyle, yeah, I'm 100% wanted to get Ebron. Gotcha. Especially because I had, I literally had no tight end. I mean, I was, <laughs> I was down to, I was going to start like Austin Safarian Jenkins or, so I, being 0-4, I checked out the landscape. I knew Liz had interest in Alex Collins. She hit me up on him a week or so ago. And I said, screw it. Let's make yeah, the man. trade. Let's get it done. I've got a feeling and. In that compare and contrast, Ebron's a much better choice than that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you, again, you don't know. Collins could still go off, but I, I need to win now. Sure. So, uh, and yeah, and I mean, looking at his stats, 15, 15 points week one, almost 12 points week two, eight points week three, 15 points week four, 33 points week five. So yeah, he's gone, <laughs> he's gone double-digit points four out of the five weeks, so... We're going to talk about the tight end landscape in fantasy football in a little bit because it is abysmal. Every tight end's been injured. We're going to talk about that, but it if you can find a decent tight end, it's literally fantasy gold right now. So, let's get to a, you know, I was my highs of Eric Ebron, but let's let's get into some sadness. Yeah, Fitz tragic finally happened, and in Usually all, it takes five or six games. Got yeah, and and honestly, in all honesty, it's not, it's not his, it's not entirely his fault. I mean, he's playing the Bears defense, which is the Bears defense is ridiculous. They're just Khalil Mack. That 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 team. We're gonna talk about them in a little bit, but that team is just Khalil Mack is the like two and a half players. Just on yeah. His own. yeah. So, yeah, he was pulled from the game. It was it was a decimating loss. They lost uh, forty eight to ten. So Bears put up forty eight points on the back of Mitch Trubisky, which we'll talk about in a minute. But yeah, I mean it's Jameis Winston time. Jameis Winston. He's been named the starter going forward, unless he takes an Uber. <laughs> oh man. Uh yeah, yeah, I know that's that's actually still somewhat active too. I know they're still trying to sue him, but I, who the heck knows? Jameis, stop being an idiot. <laughs> um, so yeah, Jameis Winston, he's a starter, and I think Fitzmagic days are done. You know, if if you want to keep him on your bench to see what happens, I, I don't know. I think he's a drop candidate at this point. There are other options out there. So. One thing before we move on from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I should mention that Jameis Winston, now that he is the quarterback again, Jameis Winston's very different in Ryan Fitzpatrick in that Jameis Winston utilizes the tight end way, way more than Ryan Fitzpatrick. So you may want to take a little peek on your free agency, your waivers. See if Cameron Brait is kicking around. Uh, Cameron Brait and Jameis Winston have a great rapport. Uh, I think Brait, Brait's probably going to be a thing. And in this tight end landscape where you're looking for tight ends because everyone's injured, grab Cameron Brait. 
go out and get him right now. Just do it because um, I think I think he's his stock is going to rise significantly going forward. So speaking of the Bears, Mitch Trubisky, man, he had himself a game. 354 yards passing, six touchdowns, no interceptions. Yeah. I mean, it, that, the only thing you can say about that is... God damn! I mean, that's, that's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. I mean, it's scary. I mean, the, the Bears D with Khalil Mack, and I mean, Trubisky can muster any type of offense... I mean, this team could be a playoff contender. With that defense, he's going to get the ball a lot. Yeah, he's, he's going to. And then they have two great running backs. But speaking of the running backs, uh, if you're a Jordan Howard owner like myself, I mean, yeah, I mean, you can pretty much take that performance and just, yeah, you, it, yeah, awful, 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 awful. I mean, he was just heavily outsnapped by Tariq Cohen. Cohen. Tariq Cohen was utilized, and he had a monster of a game. Just ridiculous, ridiculous game. I mean, he on 13 attempts, he had 53 yards uh, rushing. He was averaging, you know, 4.1 yards carry. Uh, but on the bigger end, so again, 13 rushing attempts. He <clears throat> he had seven receptions. For 121 yards and a touchdown. So, I mean, if if you're talking any kind of PPR format, he's just insane, insane week. And Jordan Howard did absolutely nothing. In a game that they're up 40 points, Jordan Howard is, you know, the first, second down back. He's the bruiser. You're thinking if they're up by that much, they're just going to get Howard out there to slam the ball. But... That wasn't the case. I mean, Matt Nagy, he said it multiple times. He's going to use the best player for the given situation per game script. And, I mean, I hope Howard, I don't even hope, I know he's going to bounce back. This is outside the norm. You know, I think the Buccaneers, they struggle with pass-catching running backs. So, I mean, Nagy was just utilizing Cohen. And I think he'll bounce back. They... They're on a bye week now. They come back and face the Dolphins next week. I'm still going to start Howard when he comes back. I'm not too concerned. I mean, what do you think, Matt? Think I'm crazy? No. It, it's just like hard to tell like how it's going to play out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a fun of fantasy, but I think he'll bounce back. So... <laughs> A fun little til- a fun little tidbit. Uh, so I don't know what's going on in the NFL with touchdown celebrations like in the last month, but there's been like a rampant amount of anime touchdown celebrations. Which I'm an anime I'm an anime fan. Matt's an anime fan, and one of our favorites. Hope there's more. I know one of our favorites. You know Dragon Ball Z, man. You know that. It's over nine thousand. Now you gotta yeah, yeah. I love it, and then. You know, speaking of this, uh, you know, Cleveland Browns, Darren Fells and David Njoku, they lit up, they literally on a touchdown celebration did the fusion dance, you know, fusion ha. And it was it was fantastic. Uh less than a month ago, Juju Smith Schuster. For uh, for the for the Steelers. Too bad he the did, refs screwed Cleveland out of the game. I know. But you know, the Juju came out, he did a uh, Naruto Rasengan celebration touchdown, so it's 
it's kind of funny to see, you know, some of these NFL players showing their uh, their inner nerdiness with some of this uh, anime-related celebration. So, yeah, I hope it continues. It keeps it fun. And last uh, little bit of news. I mean, there was some other stuff going on, but really the stuff that we deem kind of pertinent. So, uh, Mark Ingram, he is back from suspension this week. So, I mean... Does this affect Kamara's production? That's what everyone's asking. And, I mean, what do you think, Matt? Does it? Does it help him? Does it hurt him? I don't think so. Um, Like, Ingram's a fairly old running back, and I think Kamara will still get his. So, yeah. like, it may affect him in, like, a, a minuscule way, but I think that Kamara's still going to, like, get his and and not have much difference in production. Yeah, and the thing, the thing with Kamara is, if the one word to describe him is just efficiency. And you know he doesn't need he doesn't need thirty touches a game to put up thirty points. You know he's he's just so talented. He's one step ahead of everyone that he's been facing off against. So I'm of the mindset that this does not affect Kamara's productivity. I'm actually a little bit more concerned with Drew Brees and Michael Thomas and people of that nature because we saw last year when Ingram and Kamara were going. They were essentially the two-headed monster, the two-headed running back monster in the league. And Drew Brees, Drew Brees did not have to throw the ball. He just didn't have to do it. I think it was almost a 50-50 split uh, with, with, with actually touchdowns on the ground being run in by running backs versus Brees actually passing touchdowns. So that was way outside the norm. If you go back and you know look at the Saints' past history, Normally, you know, passing touchdowns far, far outweigh running back touchdowns. Wasn't the case last year with this combo. So I I don't know if Ingram is, you know, what he was. Keep in mind, he got popped for PEDs. So he's coming back. He's no longer on PEDs. Maybe he's not what he once was last year. I guess we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, it just depends on, like, if he got popped, like, because he was using them or, like, he needed to get back from an injury or... And whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of injuries, let's uh, let's get into some injuries. Oh, oh my God! Oh my God! Oh, I'm hurt! Oh, ah! oh, I, oh, I'm suing y'all! Oh, I'm hurt! Oh, my neck, my back, my neck and my back. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, we're gonna get into the. I'm just gonna flat out call it. It's the tight end apocalypse in fantasy football right now. It's not good. So we're gonna we're gonna get through all the injuries. You're gonna hear a, a bunch more tight ends that are just either banged up for weeks on end or out for the season. So tough, tough deal. If you're uh, if you're looking for a tight end, good luck, <laughs> good luck, my friends. So we'll start with T.Y. Hilton, who obviously did not play Thursday night, strained his hammy and his chest, so he's week to week right now. And yeah, I mean that's something that. We're going to have to keep an eye on. It affects Andrew Luck, you know, Ryan Grant, Zach Pascal. Uh, I mean, the person that it definitely affected was Eric Ebron in a positive way. So, yeah, I mean, it's, again, we'll have to see if he's ready to go next week. Uh, let's get into some tight ends now, unfortunately. Tyler Eifert, Tyler I'm hurt, as Dennis and I usually call him, fractured his ankle. He's out for the year. He's done. So, 
yeah, I mean, it's going to it's going to impact other players. So somebody to maybe look at, Tyler Croft, you know, fellow tight end for the Bengals, maybe if you're hurting. Um, I mean, Andy Dalton, you could say his stock's going to go down. I don't think it affects him too much with the emergence of Tyler Boyd and, you know, A.J. Green doing what A.J. Green does. So I'm not concerned about Dalton. He's He's actually been terrific. I'm actually running him as my starting QB right now in, in our league, so I've, I've been very happy with the production. Uh, Yeah, let's keep it going with more tight end injuries. Will Disley, he tore his paddler tendon out for the year. And, yeah, I mean, it's it stinks. It stinks. He, he looked pretty good. Um, I guess go, go, Nick Vanette, maybe? Again, with tight end, it's just a whole lot of maybes right now. You don't know. You just don't know. But it stinks. It seemed, it seemed like him and Russell Wilson had a little bit of a rapport that was growing. And unfortunately, we don't get to see that for the rest of the year. So let's get into some. Uh, let's get into a running back here. Leonard Fournette. Uh, Hammy. Hammy, he's day-to-day. And from what I'm hearing, he's potentially going to miss another two to three weeks. So... This was the main concern. A bunch of people were high on Fournette coming into the season. And this is the main concern is his durability. He's had issues, you know, his entire career with lower body injuries. And he keeps aggravating it. And on a running back, I mean, you don't, you do not want to see a hammy. It's just one of the injuries that you dread because they tend to linger. You think they're all, you think they're fine. He comes back, he tweaks it again, then he's out. So... I'm sure at this point he's already rostered, but check TJ Yeldon. Go out and get him because he's going to be the guy. And he's done it before where if Fournette's going to miss time, Yeldon's Yeldon's been stepping up. So, yeah, if you're a Fournette owner, I mean, it stinks, but I know you have draft capital in him, but I mean, at this point, Matt, if you're a Fournette, if you're a Fournette owner, do you trade him? You trade him for pennies on the dollar. I mean, do you, or do you bank on him coming back? Depends on the league you're in, I guess. But like, I would bank on him coming back. Like, he's too valuable when he's right to trade. Yeah, I, I, I'd, I'd hold on to him for now. Yep. Um, in a couple weeks, like it depends. Like, you might have to revisit that. Yep. So let's talk about let's talk about Green Bay for a minute. Namely, Green Bay wide receivers. They were all banged up. I mean, we know Rodgers has the knee issue going on. He's been day-to-day consistently, but, I mean, Geronimo Allison, concussion. Devontae Adams, he's got that, you know, that thigh issue going on. Randall Cobb, he's already been declared out. So at this point, I mean, potentially, all three of the starting wide receivers for Green Bay could be out. So, I mean, at that point, you really... I know Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers, even if he's hurt, but he's not going to have much to work with. So, I I don't know. I mean, it's 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 hard to sit Rodgers, but it's tough. It's tough, man. I mean, I mean, saying that, keep an eye on it, but if Devontae Adams, Geronimo Allison, and Randall Cobb are all declared out this game... A sneaky start and somebody you can probably pick up because he's not owned in too many leagues is Ty Montgomery. 
I mean, we've seen it last year. I mean, Ty Montgomery is a wide receiver that was converted to a running back anyway. And a, a year or so back, he actually had the dual in fantasy. He had the running back wide receiver, you know, that dual kind of name. So if if all these guys are out, you could see some, you know, double running back sets or potentially Tymo just lining up as a wide receiver. So if you need if you need a sneaky flex option and these guys are out, uh, Ty Montgomery might fit the bill. But Aaron Rodgers started like talking trash in the media about his coach. So like if there's dissension like in those ranks, they wonder like how good that's gonna work. Yeah, yeah. No, it's 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 definitely a cause for concern, but yeah, if you're if your back's against the wall and all these players are out, then I think I think Tymo's a valid play. Uh we Again, we already saw Thursday. We know Gronk's been day to day with that ankle sprain, but he was he was good to go. He was good to go. So that's just the the game you play with Gronk. You just kind of hope and pray that he stays healthy. Uh, it's doubt- frustrating as a Patriots fan they didn't pull him out like when they were up like by so much. Yeah, I mean, especially with Edelman and you know Josh Gordon doing what he's doing. I mean, you kind of want to. You kind of you borderline want to just give Gronk the night off, but it was encouraging to see him out there, uh, seeing him play, and you know in that type of game, if it was anything serious, I really don't think they would have even risked putting him out there. But again, this isn't well, uh, he broke his arm on a field goal, so I'm pretty sure they would. Again, the the problem is this year this wasn't a four and zero Patriots team. This was a two and two Patriots team that needs to win. So. I'm I'm of the opinion that if they were up three, if they were you know three one, if they were four zero, I don't think we would have seen Gronk in this game. They would have been more precautionary, but they're at the point now where it's unpatriots like territory. I mean they they needed the win, so they got it. They got it. So we'll see what happens going forward. Uh, Dalvin Cook, total total just bummer. Boss, I I was huge on Dalvin Cook last year. We know he got the injury, but. He strained his hammy. I mean, he's week to week, and from what I'm hearing, I don't think he's going to play. And even if he does play, I don't see how you can start him. I just really don't. I mean, I I, I, I would not start him. There's better options elsewhere. If he doesn't start, I mean, obviously there's Latavius Murray waiting in the wings, but Murray hasn't looked great this year either, so... I mean that Vikings that Vikings team's just been all about the pass. And why not? They have so many weapons. I mean, Kirk Cousins has just been moving the ball. Terrific. I mean, between Diggs, Steelin, Rudolph, it's been Yeah, it's been all all the damage has been coming in the air, not on the ground. So I'd kind of fade the the running back situation for the Vikings this week until further notice. And Will Fuller. Still that strain hammy. He's week to week. So obviously, I mean, that's going to affect, it's going to affect Deshaun Watson. Um, I mean, really the, I mean, if you're looking at the Texans, I mean, someone, someone else sneaky that's kind of been stepping up is uh, Kiki Cootie. So, I mean, he's a, you know, wide receiver. Um, And I mean, he's, he's shown flashes. He's shown flashes, so I mean, somebody may want to keep an eye on. I mean, he got, 
I believe it was like upwards of 15 targets last game for 11 receptions. That goes like 109 yards. So, I mean, somebody somebody that you can definitely, if, if Fuller's going to miss time, potential, potential plug and play. And back to the tight end landscape again. O.J. Howard, he's he's hurt. And he's going to be out two to four weeks. And this this magnifies. I made the comment earlier, Cameron Brait. This just 100% solidifies that if you can get Cameron Brait and you're hurting at tight end, do it. You know, blow whatever you need to on fab, waiver priority. You know, at this point, we're recording this on a Saturday I'm sure he's a free agent at this point, so hopefully you can go in and snag him. But yeah, Cameron Brait, go out and get him. Uh, Marquise Goodwin, yeah, he exited the game, undisclosed injury on his leg. Uh, he did return the second half. Didn't you know he didn't record a catch? So I don't think it's anything serious. But again, with Jimmy Jimmy G not there, C.J. Beathard starting. I mean, you're probably not you're probably not starting Goodwin unless you're desperate anyway. And really, the only other big one, uh, Sammy Watkins for the Chiefs, hamstring strain. He's week to week. And Matt, you mentioned it earlier. Sammy Watkins has always had injury issues. And if you're the type of wide receiver that Sammy Watkins is, a hamstring inju- a hamstring injury is huge. I mean, that impacts his game so drastically because he is that, you know, he's a burner. They're going to line him up, you know, outside. He's His job is run down the field as fast as he can. So him and Tyreek are similar in that effect. And the Chiefs have so many weapons, they don't need to push him out there. That's true. Tyreek, Travis Kelsey. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's it's going to affect... I want to say it's going to affect Pat Mahomes, but honestly, I'll, I'll quickly mention it's tough. So the Chiefs are facing the Jaguars this week. I mean, Matt, if you're a Pat Mahomes owner, he's been on fire. He's been absolutely terrific this season. Do you start him against the Jags defense? It depends on like what your other option is. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm of the mindset that I would probably sit him this week. Because there's probably better streaming options available. I mean, honestly, you could probably you could probably go grab Andy Dalton. If Andy Dalton's still sitting there, he's playing Miami. I know that's not the best matchup, but even this year in not great matchups, he's been terrific. So yeah, like, I think I with, think there's with better. Watkins out and like I, I, if you have a good option, I would probably like do that instead of like Mahomes against the Jaguars because like their secondary is so good against a rookie quarterback. I know Mahomes has been awesome, but that might be like a learning experience for him. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely uh it definitely could be. So, that pretty much sums up the major injuries that happened last week. And again, the tight end tight end landscape ain't looking good, man. It's uh it's scarce. So, if you got a bell cow tight end uh or if honestly, I'm not one to roster two tight ends, but this year, 100%. Hell yeah. I mean, I... They're dropping like flies. You might have to. And that's when I saw so many going down, I immediately ran. And every league I'm in now, I'm running... I have at least two tight ends. And honestly, at this point, if you're comfortable with who you have, I mean, 
it, it you may have some pretty darn good trade bait for some of these teams that are really, really struggling. So something to think about. But at the same time, it's also nice to have that security blanket on the bench, knowing that if your guy does go down, you at least have somebody that can do something. So we're going to finish up here with uh, a new segment. And we're going to call it the I Want to Believe segment. I want to believe in Carrion Johnson becoming a running back one for the Detroit Lions. So he's by far the most talented running back in the backfield. And he's, he's truly, he's a three-down capable back. And he's averaging 5.7 yards per carry compared to LeGarrette Blunt's 2.7 yards per carry. But I mean, Matt Patricia, he still incessantly has him split. It's, it's almost a 50-50 timeshare. And on top of that, there's that you know, little bit of theoretic thrown in, you know, sprinkled in on third down. So I'm, I'm of the opinion and many others that believe in carry on Johnson's talent that it's a matter of time until he gets the Detroit Lions share of carries. Yeah, sorry, I had to do it. You're so punny. I gotta I gotta add up. But when he does, I you know, when he does get the lion's shares of carries, I want to believe he's gonna be a solid running back one week in and week out. Alright Matt, so we got yours. What's uh who do you want to believe in? So, Corey Davis has become like the number one wide receiver for Tennessee now. And with Marietta's elbow like being weak, more healed, um, and then being at Buffalo, um, and generally Buffalo sucks every time they try to do something, um, I feel like he's going to, as the season progresses, is going to be a, a huge player for Tennessee. Yeah, yeah, and I mean he had he has the he has the advantage of, you know, Mariota's finally healthy, which is huge for him. He's the he's the de facto, he is the number one target. And he's been talked about he was talked about all last season, you know, when is the Corey Davis breakout game finally going to come? It finally came last week. So he broke out. Question is, you know, was this a true level up for him? Was it a flash in the pan? I'm of the opinion that, you know, the the targets have been there. He has the talent. And if Mariota's healthy, I think, yeah, I, I'm, I'm all about it. And I, I mean, think this week he goes to power level 9,000. Uh, I mean, it, yeah. It's over 9,000! You heard it here. He's he's going over it. He's going over it this week. I Yeah, I 100% agree, especially with Delaney Walker being done for the year. I mean, Delaney Walker was the only thorn in his side for targets. He's done. So, yeah, Corey Davis. I like it. I'd say at least 13 touchdowns this weekend. <laughs> On the first drive. <laughs> yeah, those are Josh Gordon's stats. Love like, it. Like an Ovech trick and a half. <laughs> yeah, so that's about it. Uh, Matt, you want to you wanna cover anything else? Talk about anything else? Or we can free freestyle a little bit? I'll leave... I'd like to say to our 30 million listeners, thank you for listening. We love you all. Wow. I can't believe we're going up to just you being here. It's like one week. is It's been crazy. 
you added like 29.99 thousand million more listeners. That's incredible, it's Matt. what I do. It's Matt the Bat Peterson right there. Gotta love it. See ya. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks. Uh, thanks for listening. This has been the Fantasy Football Chambers. Good luck in your leagues. And yeah, we'll catch you later. Hopefully, next time you hear from me, uh, I am one in four. We shall see. Later. <laughs>